Chaydesh, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So we we'll continue. Where we left off on the bottom of 70B, and we had an argument with Rab Nachman and the students of Yeshiva of Shmuel, whether the one who inherits also inherits the ear, inherits the right to relinquish. Rabbi Nachman says yes, and the students of Yeshiva of Shmuel say no. But since he was not in the position to join them in, a, in the Erev, so he became an ear in Shabbos, in the middle of Shabbos, he's not in the position, position to relinquish his rights. So Tashma, bring you a proof. We learn about Yisrael of a Ger. A Yid and a Ger. They live in a granary, a silo, that's divided into different apartments. And they can't carry in the common area unless they make a native. And the the convert who has no ears, a Jewish convert, a convert, convert to Judaism has no ears because he's like a newborn person. There is no such thing as a born Jew who doesn't have ears. You can always go back, all the way back to Yaakov. There's always an ear. But uh, a convert is—he's like Abraham. He's the first. He's the first in the line. So he has. Let's say he had no children. He had no ears. And he died, and he, he was one of these apartments, and he dies. If he dies before Shabbos starts. Even though another Jew. So who does this property belong to if he has no ears? Whoever grabs it first. So a Jew comes along and takes possession of his property as it's his. So if a Jew comes along and takes possession, now he restricts the chatzah, unless he joins in in the Erev. He's a member of the Chatzar. Now he owns it. He's the owner of the property. And if he doesn't participate, no one can carry it. But but if the convert dies after Shabbos started, so even the mother will clarify what he means that even though no one took possession, he does not restrict it. Even if a Jew took possession, really, he, he's, he doesn't restrict it because since it's allowed for part of Shabbos, so therefore you can't come now and um, make a prohibition. Now the mother wants to clarify the language is very is very puzzling. Agufakash. This itself is a question. Amrit you said if he dies before Shabbos, the convert dies before Shabbos, who left no ears. Afapisha Herzik, he's saying, even though someone someone um, acquired it before Shabbos. But let me buy in how much more that he prohibits. Adirab on the country, Kilay Herzik Layasa. If no, if no one else, if no one acquires it, no one possesses it, then he does not prohibit it, because there's no one there. The owner died; he's dead, and there's no heir. It doesn't belong to anyone, so he doesn't prohibit it at all. It's only, only if a Jew acquires the possessions as his, only then does he prohibit. Papa Ema, you have to read it as follows. 
that you have to be right. You have to say, even though Shloyach that even though no one took possession before Shabbos, nevertheless, he still restricts it. What do you mean? Why? But anyway, the Gemara refutes it anyway. It doesn't make any sense. If no one acquired it, why should he restrict it? It doesn't belong to him, and the owner died. He's no longer part of the equation. But the Gemara says, It says clearly that he did acquire it, which makes sense. That if he acquires it, that's why it's prohibited. The only question is, why did it say, although he required it? That's not although he required it. That is the reason why it's prohibited, because he acquired it from before Shabbos. And for the Gemara, here's how you have to read it. Even though that he when did he require it? The Jew acquired it on Shabbos. The convert died before Shabbos. When Shabbos started, it, there was no one there. He was dead and there was no ear and it belonged to no one. It didn't prohibit in anyone. Then a Jew comes along in the middle of Shabbos and acquires the property. So he says, nevertheless... Nevertheless, he prohibits on all the others. Why? Why should he prohibit on all the others? Since we started Shabbos and it was permitted, he, he's not part of the equation. He can't come in the middle of Shabbos and undo that. So the reasoning is, since he could have, he could have acquired it before Shabbos, because the convert died. It was left ownerless. So since he could have acquired it before Shabbos, and had he acquired it before Shabbos, he would have been part of the equation, and he would have had to be part of the Edith. So even though he only acquired it, after Shabbos, therefore, nevertheless, he pripped. Then the Baraisa continues, if he dies, if he dies after, the convert dies after Shabbos started already, even though another Jew didn't acquire it, he doesn't prohibit it. What do you mean? What do you mean, even though? The reason why he doesn't prohibit it is because no one else acquired it. You're saying, even though, not only if he would have, if he would have acquired it, he would not be prohibited, even if he didn't acquire it, just the opposite. If he would have acquired it, it would be prohibited. He's saying it's not prohibited because it was never acquired. So what's the Afopi, although? Even though he acquired it. But it's not what he says. But it says, even though he did not acquire it. And, and if he would have acquired it, why would you say, why would you say that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's permitted? This is how you have to read it. This is what he means. This is what he means to say. Even if he did acquire it, nevertheless, it's not prohibited. Why? Because since he could not acquire it from before Shabbos, because the convert was still alive, it wasn't an option. So since it started out Shabbos, and he was part of the eight of and it started out Shabbos, that you were allowed to carry. All of a sudden he died, and someone else came and acquired it. He does not prohibit it. That's what he means. It says, if. So you have to read it as follows. P. Shaloi Herzik.
That's what he means. Since he could not take possession of it before Shabbos. Therefore, he could not take possession before Shabbos. Therefore, even if he take, even when he takes possession on Shabbos, he doesn't prohibit the other Jew from carrying. The mother is explaining what the Papa is saying. You have to insert in the beginning, even though really he did not acquire it before Shabbos. But since he could have acquired it before Shabbos, therefore Ayusa. And in the case where the convert, the second case where the convert dies on Shabbos, so he says, even though even though he did acquire it, but since since he didn't, could not acquire it from before Shabbos, therefore it doesn't prohibit. So what do we see from this? How does this prove one way or the other of Nachman and the, and the students of Shmuel's argument, whether the ear could inherit or not? Because Ketanim Mi'eresha Oyser says in the Baraisa, the person who sees the convert's property in the middle of Shabbos restricts the Chatzah. And my Oyser, why? He, he has the option, he could relinquish his rights. In other words, according to Rav Nach, at the ear, even though here is not technically an ear, but the same idea, if you inherit, if you take over the property, whoever takes over the property takes over all the rights of the property, all the rights of the owner, since the owner could relinquish. Therefore, he can also relinquish. He means, unless you do something. In other words, he can't participate in the aid if it's too late. But he prohibits you carrying unless you relinquish that, of course, is always an option. Because he doesn't inherit that right. The ear is not really an ear, but he does assume that right from the owner. Who does have that option. Because he did have the option, he did join the aid of him Friday. So he has the right to relinquish. Rabbi Yechnon answers these two brises, the brise that we learned today and the brise we learned yesterday. These brises follow the opinion of Shammai holds that he could only relinquish on Friday. He cannot relinquish on Shabbos. Not in the Mishnah. When could a person relinquish his right to the other or to the other person? Only if you do it before Shabbos. You can do it even after Shabbos begins. What's the reasoning of Bishilil? He says, because like when if you if someone separates your truma for you, your maise, without permission. So you never made him an agent. Of course, you can appoint an agent. It says clearly in the Torah, we learn by Truma, you can appoint an agent to uh, do it for you. What if he didn't appoint an agent? He does it on his own. But then when he comes home, instead of being upset, he finds out that you, without his permission, without his authorization, you went ahead and did his Truma, separated his Truma from him. He says, you know, you should have, you should have gone to the nicer ones. You should have given the Kayan the, the better fruits. That means he's approving it. He's retroactively telling him he's pleased. So then he did act as his agent. So here too, even on Shabbos, he just has to reveal, and by relinquishing, he's saying, he's revealing that he's happy, he's pleased. So it's as if, so it's as if, it's as if he, he before Shabbos, when Shabbos started, as if he uh, acquired, gave over his, his, uh, his Rishus to, to his friend. He's just revealing on Shabbos. Amr Abaya, Abaya said, 
Abaya question, if the case where the non-Jew dies, if the, the convert dies on Shabbos, I'm sorry, the case where the, the Goy dies on Shabbos, in the first Bereis. So how could you say that, and if it was prohibited, with the non-Jew there, they couldn't, weren't allowed to carry. They didn't rent it from him. And now they're stuck because they could not make a native amongst themselves as long as the non-Jew was there. Now it's the middle of Shabbos, it's too late to make a native. So how could you say that they could relinquish to each other? You can't reveal retroactively. When Shabbos started, it wasn't an option for them to relinquish. This is what they're arguing about. It's a proper acquisition. You're transferring your possession to the other person. And you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. Shabbos also is prohibited. Of course, a proper acquisition is prohibited on Shabbos. But it's I'm just removing myself. I'm just revealing. I'm just removing myself. I don't have to acquire, the other person doesn't have to acquire my, my domain. I'm just removing myself. And that you can do even on Shabbos. So these two braises that say clearly that that you cannot relinquish on Shabbos, follow Shammai, then in general, no one could relinquish on Shabbos. All relinquishing has to be done in, in before Shabbos. But we, of course, the law is like Hillel, that you could do it on Shabbos. Okay, next mission is Dr. Elke Mishnah. Homeowner was a partner with his neighbors in the Mavu, in the alleyway. He was a partner with them. With this one, he's a partner with the wine, and the other one with the wine. Ain't Sadakhladif. Usually, how you make a shituf to allow them to carry into the alleyways, you put some food or drinks in a protected spot in one of the courtyards of the, of the alleyway. But here, they're already partners in, food, in the food business with drinks. And they didn't, they had no intention to merge for Shabbos. They're just partners. So he says, if they're partners in wine, then ain't sarachladif. There's no need to make a, a separate ediv or a shituf. Because since they're ready partnership with the wine, so that, through that wine, they become like one, they merge. So they can all carry from the courtyard to the alleyway. But what if Lezebe, Yain, Lezebe, Shemen, if it was a partner with this one in wine and this one in oil, Tzichem La'adev, because probably wine and oil are two separate uh, vessels, utensils. You don't mix the two. So therefore, they did not merge as one. The whole idea of a shittuf is they all become like one. Here, it's like the oil is in one utensil, and the wine is another utensil. So... He's a partner with one of them in oil and the other one in wine. So it's two separate things. 
So in that case, they would have to make a shituf, they would have to make a separate uh, merge together with food to become like one. Even if he's a partner with this wine and the other one with oil, they they don't need a separate aid they're already all merged together. That's the mission. When do we say if he's a partner with both in wine, it's good. It's only if it's in one container. Even though we learned earlier, according to Beis Hillel, one container has already been filled, you can add a second container. But here, that's only true when you collect it specifically to merge. So if it doesn't fit into one container, you can you can uh, distribute it the rest in the two containers. But here, it was never done for the sake of allowing them to merge to carry on Shabbos. They just happen to be partners. You want to utilize that, that it should also work, be effective as a merger for Shabbos. So for that, it has to be in one utensil. It's Rav's opinion. You can also deduce this from the mission. Like Tani, it says, That if he was a partner with wine and with one in oil, then, then you do have to merge, you have to make a separate shit. Shab, if you're going to say, at the case of the mission and the Reish, when do you say if he's a partner with this one in wine and this one in wine is good, it's only if it's, it's all in one vessel. The wine is kept in one container. And the safe is talking about two vessels. And the reason why he could have said yes, and, or but if it's two separate vessels, even though it's wine and wine, it's not, you have to make a separate shittuf. But he just uses the example of wine and oil because probably wine and oil you don't mix together, so therefore each one is in a separate barrel, and that's the reason why it's not a good shittuf. But if you're going to tell me, wine and wine, even if it's two separate barrels, two separate utensils. It also acts as a merger. And the safer Bishnekalim and also the safer wine and oil. So what's the difference if it's wine and wine and wine and oil? What's the difference? We're merging. We're all partners, we're all one, we're and I'm merging with everyone. So what's what's the difference? Why in the first case it is good, in the second case it's not good? Amalaya bias, answers, really it's not a proof. Really, I can tell you that. That two vessels is good. If the wine is in two separate barrels, two separate, it is good. But nevertheless, wine and oil not, because even if they're not together, but at least they could be combined. Since they could be combined, so you don't not required to combine them. But but wine and oil, since they know since they're not fit to be combined, therefore they cannot be considered as a joint venture and a shit of you have to have a shit of separate shit. Okay, but nevertheless, the halacha is, like Rab said, that it's not a proof, as Rabbi says, but nevertheless, that's the halacha, only if it's in one, one utensil, since their intent wasn't to bring the food together to allow them, to enable them to carry. It was only for, they did it as a business partnership, and you want to just use it, so it's only if it's, if it's, if it's one. Now the Gemara explains Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Rabbi Shimon's opinion. 
you don't have to join in the Eidah. Even if he's a partner with this in wine and this one in oil. We're talking about it was a courtyard between two alleyways. There's a whole bunch of courtyards open into one alleyway, there's courtyards open into another alleyway, and there's a courtyard in between the two alleyways. He's not talking about a shittuf in one, in one alleyway, like we originally thought. He's discussing a, the courtyard in the middle made a separate shittuf with the other two courtyards on each side. One on this side and one on the other side. So you have three courtyards all together. So that's the question. We learned earlier. We're discussing there three people who are stuck, and this one has four cubits, this one has four cubits, this one has four cubits, and the one in the middle is four cubits, is in the center, so the outer two can carry with him, but he can't carry, uh, but they can, and he can carry with them, and they can't carry to each other. So he brought, he brought an analogy, it's similar to three courtyards, open, all three open to each other, and each one has a separate entrance into the, into the street, and in case of if the two outer courtyards made a, a merger with the center courtyard, he is permitted with them. They can carry with him. But the two outer ones cannot carry. So the, two, the middle one can join with an Ada with the two outer. Even if the outer ones did not join altogether. So also here. Even though you can't combine the wine and the oil, it doesn't matter. So with one of them, he's a merger with the wine. The other one, he's a merger with the oil. He can carry to the, to the one with the wine. He can carry the one with the oil. They can carry to him, but they cannot carry to each other. That's how, um, that's how Daba explained the mission of Shimon Zepin. How could you compare the two? The two outer are prohibited. says you don't need any shittuf. According to you, he would say yes. In order to allow to all three of them to carry from one to the other, you would need all of them to combine in one shittuf. He doesn't say that. So Rabbi will tell you. What he means, they don't have to make. They don't have to join. They don't have to make a separate uh, food to put aside a separate food to draw in. He's talking about the two outer, the neighbors, the two outer courtyards together with the with the middle one. But the two outer courtyards were not even. Of course, they would have to make a shit. That's how Rabbi explains the mission. Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Rabbi Yisuvim. We continue on side B, seventy-one B. Rabbi Yisuvim. Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yisuvim. Rabbi Yisuvim. Rabbi Shimon. Rabbanu. Look, Rabbi Yechem and Nuri. Rabbanu come before the game. Rabbi Shimon and the rabbis are arguing. The argument in Rabbi Yechem and Nuri and Rabbanu. What which arguments are referring to? Now we're learning the Mishnah. We also had this quoted in Shabbos. Tractate Shabbos. Shemin should talk about Rabbi Oil. That floats in on wine because oil always floats to the top. And someone who is impure and has to go to the mikvah 
and he has to wait till nightfall until he becomes pure to eat truma. So he's still impure regarding to truma. So the wine and the oil, that's truma. So oil flows to the taps, and he touched the, the, the oil. So you only disqualifies the, the oil. The oil cannot go ahead then and convey the impurity to, to the wine. Because the oil is a shlishi, and truma could only receive, it can't go further. It stops right there. That's the opinion of the rabbis. Rabbi Yechon ben Nuriyam, Rabbi Yechon Nuriyam argues, he says, no, wine and oil are merged. By, therefore, by touching the, wine, the oil, you touch the wine directly, as if you directly touch the wine, and therefore the wine is also impure. And that's the argument here. Rabban and the rabbis, now Mishnah, Holy, can't merge oil and wine and not consider it as one. Rabbanan. Two separate things, so therefore they never merge together. So we are talking about one alleyway and, 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 and one courtyard, one alleyway. I mean, two courtyards, one alleyway, but you can't merge because it's two separate things. Just like wine and wine, you could merge. So wine and oil could also merge. In both cases of our mission, even in the case of wine and wine, they have to merge, they have to make a separate, uh, set aside separate food to merge. The fact that they're partners and they all have uh, together, collectively together, they have the wine, that's not enough. I feel the even... Even if the partnership with the neighbor and wine and with the other neighbor and wine, why? Why shouldn't this re- meet the requirements, match the requirements of Shittuf? They, ha- they merge, they have wine together. It's in the courtyard and it belongs to both of them. Why should that, that not be considered a good merger and effective for allowing them to carry on Shabbos in the alleyway? Amarabba answers, if this one comes with his jug and poured wine into a barrel and the other person came with his jug and poured his wine in the barrel, that's how they joined in a partnership, a business partnership. Of course, even even Abelazim and Tadoi would say it's a kosher aid. You don't have to make a separate aid. There's no argument there. Keep pligi. What are they arguing about? They put money together. And they bought wine in the marketplace together with their, with their, with their money. Says that there's no no one knows which ownership, which part of the wine belongs to this one, which part of the wine belongs to this one. So you can't make a shittuf. A shittuf is when each one contributes food and you bring it all together, then you merge as one entity. Here, they when they became incorporated with their money. And the corporation bought wine. There's no individuals here. No individuals bought, bought wine. It's just like in a corporation, the, 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 the business partnership, the company. So there's no merging. Merging is merging individuals. This one gives his food, this one gives his food, and they merge together. Here there was no merging. the rabbis hold That it does... This is not the way we usually mean breda. It's not coming to retroactively clarify anything. 
He means to say that it's as if there is individual ownership. Even after the purchase, as if he owns, like as if he has his jug of wine, he has his jug of wine, like like it's the equivalent of two people pouring their, bringing their drugs and pouring the wine together. So it's as if they divided them individually after they bought it together with their, with their money, with their, they both collected money and together they joined their forces and they bought. It's as if afterwards you poured the barrel into drugs and then they went ahead and poured their individual drugs back into the barrel. Which, is, which of course you would agree, Allah today would agree, then it would be okay. So that's the question. I guess if it's a corporation, if there is an individual, the individual, or there's no individuality here. It's a good question about stocks. When you own stocks in a company, does that mean that you're an individual owner? There's a lot of implications owning stocks. There's certain companies, you're not allowed to do business with non-kosher food. If you own, so are you allowed to own a stock in McDonald's? What if you own a stock in a Hamas Dika company on, on Pesach? What do you do? It means you, you own Hamas. So what kind of, uh, if you own a stock, what kind of, are you a partner? You own it. But that's already a stock. Here we're talking about two partners, two partners in the business. They put the money together, they incorporated it. So is there any individuality here or not? That's the argument. And that's why Rebbe Lazar ben holds it. Even wine and wine, since they purchase a barrel together, it's not a merger and they have to make a separate, uh, a separate shit. Yesuf Amar, Rabbi Yesuf disagrees. Rabbi Yesuf explains that Rabbi Lazar ben Tovah Rabbanon b'seim chinal shituf makamedav kamifligi. What they're arguing about is whether you can rely on shituf that's made for the alleyway in place of a native to replace the native. But once you have a shituf, you don't need a native. The Eruv allows the people in the courtyard to carry from the separate houses into the, into the common courtyard. Or two courtyards joined together in Eruv, so you can carry from this courtyard to the other courtyard. So the first part, so the, the, the first part of the aid of, of Chatzar is unique to Eid of Chatzeris, to carry from the house to the courtyard, from the courtyard to the house. But the other aspect of Eid, we emerge two courtyards together, it's very similar to a shituf, which allows you to carry from the courtyard to the, to the alleyway. Not from the house, it's from the courtyard to the alleyway. So the question is, if I have a shituf, mavois, if I have one shituf and I merge everyone together, all the members of the courtyard, all the courtyards opening up into the alleyway merge into one by placing a shituf in one of, one of the courtyards, then maybe it should also be good enough for the Eidah. I don't need a separate Eidah to allow me to carry from one courtyard to the other. So that's an argument. Rabbi Lodemar Savar, ain't same. 
Rabbi Lazarantai holds he can't rely on the Shittuf to replace the Eid. This Shittuf only allows you to carry from the courtyard into the alleyway. But not from one courtyard to the next. And that's what Rabbi Lazarantai means. That even if the Shittuf is valid, you made a shit. He's not arguing that it's not a good shit. Wine and wine is definitely a good shit. Why not? If they're partners. But you still have to make an native. You still have to make an native in the courtyard to be able to carry from one courtyard to the next. Omar Sovereign and the rabbis hold that no, once you made a shit, it can serve in place of the native as well. It's, it's, it's a dual function. You two birds with one stone allows you to carry from the courtyard to the alleyway and from one courtyard to the next. The question is, would it, according to the rabbis, does the shittuf also fully replace the edif? That it would enable me and allow me to carry from my ho- the houses to the courtyard. Or maybe not. Maybe it only allows me to carry from the courtyard, one courtyard to the other. Just like it allows me to carry from the courtyard to the alleyway, from one courtyard to the other. Or maybe not, because it, that's an entirely different than the shittuf. The ability of the Edith to allow me to carry one courtyard to the courtyard, other courtyard resembles the idea of a shittuf, to allow me to carry from the courtyard to the alleyway. But the, the houses, the Edith that allows me to carry from the houses, the court, it's entirely different. That's why if that bread, bread is, is a sign that you live there, it's my dwelling place, so we all live together, we all live in one house, that's why you can carry from the house to the courtyard. But to carry the shit of a voice, you don't need bread, any food, any, anything. You can merge with anything, like we just discussed, wine and oil, other things. Because it's it, it's not you don't live where your wine is. It's not it's not a, I'm not establishing my house, my residence. I'm just allowing me to carry from one courtyard to the next. So therefore, that can also you function. That could also serve the purpose of allowing me to carry from one courtyard to the next, but not from the house. I'm an abiyazif and I'm Where do I learn this? That the that the uh, that by making a shit of also helps for an native. Don't remember the name of Rav. Allah can have made. Buddha, Rav said the name of Rav. The law is like a mayor. That a shittuf cannot serve in the place of a native. The law follows Rabbi Elizabeth today. My time. Why? Why does Rav agree with Rav Meir and Amr Rabbi Tadoi? Because they're both saying the same thing. Rav Lezman Tadoi is saying that even if you, they're, they're business partners and they, they have barrels of wine together and that serves as a good shittu, but it doesn't help you for the native. You still need a native. So Rav Lezman Tadoi is following the opinion of Rav Meir. If they're both for the same reason, why does Rav have to tell me, teach me both? That the law follows Rabbi Meir and the fall of law follows Rabbi Lazarim today. If he tells me one, I, I automatically know the other. I'm thinking about how come He's coming to teach me the lay of din and ketere chumri be'edevin. 
that we don't act according to two stringencies held by a single town. When it comes to laws of Eder, we always have to be lenient. So we don't follow a Tana who has two stringencies. That's why he couldn't tell me that the law follows Rameya. First he has to tell me the law follows Rabbi ben Tidoi. First he tells me that the law follows Rabbi ben Tidoi. And only then does he tell me that the law follows Rameya. Because why? Because we're going to learn in a moment what is the argument of Rameir and the Rabbanon. It says, my Rameir, my Rabbanon. First, let's learn what the argument of Rameir and Rabbanon will understand what Abayah is answering. Tanyu in the Braise, Marvin is with Pas. You must join an Eid, is with bread. To make an Eid, it has to be with bread. You're establishing a residence. So in order to allow you to carry from the house to the courtyard, the courtyard to the house, from one courtyard, you have to have bread. If not a lot of Neymar, you want to make an native with wine, you can't. It's not a kosher aid. Because it's like a house, a dwelling place. A house is where you eat. Wine is not to eat. Wine is a, helps you to eat. It's a, a company's eating, but it's not a meal. You are what you eat, where your meal is. That's your home. But you could merge a shituf of the alleyway. That, with that, yeah, that you could do with wine. Because you just have to merge the rights of individual courtyards, not homes. You don't need a home. But if they want to merge with, with bread, of course you could. You're saying you don't need bread. Wine is also good. Even better. Rashi says even better. Taisus says no, it's preferable to do wine. To demonstrate it's different. Shittuf is different than Eidiv. But if you do it with bread, it's good. It works. You have to make an Eidiv for the courtyard. And you have to make a separate shita for the alleyways. You need both. Why? So the 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 uh, why do you need a native now since you merged already with a shita? Because otherwise you're going to completely forget the idea of a native. Children growing up said, we never saw, we never saw our fathers uh, make a native. If everyone is included in the alleyway, in the shittuf of the alleyway, then you don't need, and you don't need to, to merge the courtyards, to merge with a native, because they're all considered as one for the alleyway. And if you're going to tell me that works also for the courtyards, then really you don't need. But the, the rabbi said that you still need an Eidiv. So the children shouldn't forget the idea of an Eidiv because they know what's happening in the courtyard. They don't know what's happening in the alleyway. So Rabbi Meir is saying two things here. An Eidiv cannot serve in place of a Shittuf. And a Shittuf cannot serve in the place of an Eidiv. 
for the same reason. Just like a shittuv cannot serve in place of an ediv, he shouldn't. The children shouldn't forget the ediv. So an ediv cannot. If I'm making an ediv already, why do I need a shittuv? Because it can, he should not replace. He shouldn't forget the idea of a shittuv. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. The rabbis disagree. They say you can either make a native. And that's good enough for the shit, for the shituf as well. If all the courtyards merge as one native, then they also merge and they can use the alleyway as well. If they're allowed to carry from one courtyard to the other through a connecting doorway. So it allows them to carry in the alleyway as well. But but if that's only if they, all the courtyards joined in together. If we talk about an alleyway, we talk about at least two courtyards entering the alleyway. So if two courtyards or more joined and merged, and they can carry from one courtyard to the next, then, they, then that's effective also, allows them to, enables them to carry also into the alleyway, into the joint alleyway. However, if every courtyard only made its own native, which allowed the houses in that courtyard to carry from the house to the courtyard, and the courtyard but they, they don't have permission to carry from their house, from their courtyard to the next courtyard. Then, of course, even the rabbis would say you have to make a separate shittuf, a separate, uh, a separate shittuf to allow them to carry in the common alleyway. From the courtyard to the alleyway. And or if you merge in a shituv, then you don't need a native. And the Gemara elaborates, the Gemara explains, There's an argument in Rabbi Nechumi and Rabbi. Chadama one says, Bepas, one of them says, when the shittuf is made with bread, everyone, even a maid, agrees with the rabbis that one shittuf is enough. Because you made it with bread. So you made something that's sufficient for the shittuf, for the, for the alleyway, and it's also, it's also good for the, for the ediv. And how much more so? That an ada which is made with bread is also good for, for everything. Bread bread works works across the board. Keep pleading where they are going to be yayin when you made a shit with wine. So in this case, the rabbis argue that since they all merged as once, even though an ada needs bread, but in this case, since they're already all merged, so here wine helps even for the ada. And may it holds not. The other opinion, however, holds. Everyone holds with wine. Even the rabbis agree that wine, if you make a shit of with wine, of course it can't help for the native. Wine is not good for a native. Native is you're, you're, you're merging your dwelling places. You need, a, you need a home, establish a home with food, with, with the bread. In Tarki Pligi, when it, so you need to, you need 
you need a shituv, and then you need a separate thing for the Erev. Keep pliga when they're arguing, but pa. The argument is with bread. That the rabbis say, listen, bread works for both. And nevertheless, Rabbi Meir says that no. It's not enough. You have to make a separate, a separate Erev. Just like if you make an native of bread, it's not enough, you need a shituf. Because the rabbi said that you shouldn't forget the whole concept of, of native, and you shouldn't forget the whole concept of shituf. So now we understand what he said. Rabbiya is, is, is giving us two, he's being strict in two aspects. So he's giving us two strict things. Firstly, he's telling us that wine used for shituv cannot serve as a native, which makes sense because a native you need bread. How can wine serve as a as a native? Even though the rabbis say you could, because once it's effective, once everyone is merged together for the alleyway and they're all like one, it also it's also effective for the native allowing them to carry between the courtyards and maybe maybe even from the houses to the courtyard. Then he, take, then he takes it a step further, a second stringency. That, that even if he makes the shittuf with bread, and bread is good for a native, nevertheless, the rabbi said, in order we shouldn't forget the idea of a native, shittuf, you have to have a separate shittuf and a separate native. So that's why he tells us the law follows Rabbi Lazar ben Tidoy. Rav tells us the law of Rabbi Huda Marav, the law follows Rabbi Lazar ben Tidoy, and also tells us the law follows follows Rabbi Meir, because if he would have just told us the law follows Rabbi Meir, he says he's teaching us he can't, when it comes to Erev, I can't follow two stringencies. In Erev, we always have to be lenient. To follow two stringencies, both stringencies of Rabbi Meir, I can't do that. The only reason I'm following Rabbi Meir, because first I hold like a blossom and today. That's one stringency. A blossom today says that wine, wine helps for your shittu, but it doesn't help for your Erev. Now I learned from Rabbi Meir one stringency. The second one stringency, only one law I learned from Rabbi Meir, one stringency. That even if you make it with bread, you make a shit with bread, it's not an, it's not effective for the aid you have to make a separate aid. Now we conclude to we'll finish to the Mishnah. Maysve the Gemara is gonna ask on the second Ambaidur states that everyone agrees that wine cannot serve, even the rabbis agree. The whole argument is in the case of bread. Mesa, we learn the rabbis say, either you make a native and it works also for the shituv, or you make a shituv and it works native. You don't need both. Um, My love, what are we talking about? You're making a native with bread. He's saying either you make a native, which a native is usually made with bread, or you make a shittuv with wine. That's probably what he means. And nevertheless, the rabbis say that it's good. You don't one is enough, and it works for both of them. We assume the rabbis didn't specify. So how can you say when it comes to wine, even the rabbis say that you, you, you need an native, a shittuv is not enough? This is what he says. Either you make an Erev in the courtyard with bread, and therefore it helps for both. It enables you to carry between the courtyards, and it enables you to carry into the alleyway. I don't need to make a separate shit. 
to allow me to carry in the alleyway. And both of them are with bread. Or I just make a shittuf with bread, and that enables me and allows me also to carry from courtyard to courtyard. But in the case of wine, no. In the case of wine, even the rabbis would agree it's not effective as a native. A native, I need bread. The law follows like meyer. means we publicize it, we teach it. The law follows Rabbi Meir. You have to make a separate native, a separate shit. Rabbi says, Minik Rabbi We don't publicize it, but someone asks us privately, we tell them. Rabbi Echen no, we don't, not only we don't, don't we publicize it, if someone asks us, we don't tell them, but we don't protest. If someone follows Rabbi we don't press the no go, we don't protest. Why would we, would we protest? Why do we care if we're strict? If someone is strict like Rabbi why in the world should we protest? Someone wants to be strict and do a shit of and a native. What do I care? Jesus says, because you're making a blessing. Maybe it's a blessing in vain. Maybe you should protest. So he says, we don't protest. To be continued tomorrow, we'll continue with the Mishnah in 72A. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.